0: In this episode of the Woman at the Well Ministries podcast, join Kim Miller and Erica Close in a conversation as we walk with Jesus. In today's conversation, we continue a series of podcasts on the topic of God's commands to fear not. Today, we focus on how God supplies our needs.
1: Hello and thank you for joining us in this podcast. I am Kim Miller alongside
0: Erica Close
1: and we are going to thoroughly investigate what it means to talk about how God supplies our needs. Erica, can you tell us what Philippians 419
0: says? Absolutely. Philippians 419 says, but my God shall supply all your need according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus.
1: Well, I imagine we could just sign off the podcast right now and we have spoken the truth and certainly, hopefully, enlightened all of our hearts and minds because it says that my God, first of all, think about that, what an absolute gift it is to be able to claim God as your personal Savior. And we know that we can only do that by being saved, by giving our life over to Jesus and allowing him to save us because we realize that we're all sinners in need of a Savior that we find out in Romans 3.23. We understand if we keep going our way in Romans 6.23 that the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life. And that gift of God we're Told about in John chapter 3 and verse 16, when he says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. And so, this gift of salvation is the gift that just keeps on giving. We see that in so many places in the scripture, and regardless of what your need is, whether it is a financial need or whether it is a need for healing or a need for companionship, or a need to fix a a, a broken relationship, or regardless, he is the answer. And we see that time and time again in so many illustrations of accounts of, of actual events in the Bible. But we also see it when he says in Genesis, I am the I am.
0: He's all things.
1: And so as we begin to explore this concept of him supplying all of our needs, it's incredibly important that we realize that he is is the provider. So when you look at I am the I am, you know, I am the salvation. I am the healer. So whatever it is that we are in need of, according to the verse you just read in our hearing, my God, my personal Savior, is going to supply it according to his riches. You're just chomping at the bits to speak, so I'll be quiet for a minute. Well,
0: I just love this verse, and when I read it, I think I read it in kind of this sing-songy, like, how I memorized it way with, like, those specific phrases. But, you know, one of the things that you just said, right, it's his supply is according to his riches, right? His supply is not according to my riches. It's not according to my salary. It's not according to, you know, my, um, you know, my marital status. It's not according to my health. It's not according to my age, right? His supply is according to his riches. But I love that it's not just his riches. It's it's his riches and glory, right? It's not just, you know, the Bible talks about how the Lord, you know, owns the cattle on a thousand hills. And the hills thereof. And the hills thereof. Like it's not that it's measured according to his riches by what we could even imagine because it's his riches in glory, like his riches in heaven. But I love too that that phrase says, according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus, because it all comes back to salvation, right? Without a relationship with him. He can't bring all of those other blessings into our life. Because we cannot receive them. Right.
1: He is so amazing in, in who he is that it all comes back to the fact that he is all we need. We can't exhaust his riches. We can't exhaust his grace. We can't exhaust his goodness. But we get so bent out of shape thinking that we have to supply the solution to whatever the problem is, that we have to somehow infuse our bank accounts with the money, when if we just got first things first and put him first in our life and followed his commands and his instructions for our very personal instructions for our our very life then all the other things would come to us. And we see that in in Matthew 6, 33. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. We get the cart before the horse. Mm -hmm. All we have to do is follow Jesus. That puts us in the center of God's will. That puts us in a place where the glory is going to come out, the blessings are going to flow, And it's going to put us in a place in our life and in a condition in our life where we are able to receive the blessings that he gives. The woman at the well went to the well with an empty water vessel. She didn't go full of water there to him for him to fill her up. No, she goes to the well empty with something that will hold water and something that is suited for the occasion of getting water. And so she goes to the well, and she comes back with far more than she ever dreamed she was ever going to get. And that's how the blessings of God are, because it's according to his riches, and it's beyond our ability to understand what his riches are or what he can give us. But it is enough for this young lady to know that it is enough and that his riches are beyond my greatest imagination. And he's always working all things out for my good, in Romans 8, 28. Well, as we begin to think about that, and we have these thoughts in our minds and our hearts regarding how he supplies our needs, because I'm I'm certain that within the sound of our voice, everybody, including ourselves, have been in a place where we've had a desperate need. Absolutely. And that we would, in no way, shape, or form, could we supply that need. And yet we probably tried it. I can speak for myself. I probably was, you know, going through a fine tooth comb through my budget. I was probably going through a fine tooth comb through my bank account that was lacking probably at the time. However, there was nothing I was really going to be able to do. But when we get our mindsets off of we are nothing, we are as filthy rags, and it's the blood of Jesus that washes us white as snow, and that we can do nothing apart from him. So our jobs, our skills, our favor of God is strictly from God. And so when we remove ourselves away from it, where we don't you know, try to put our two cents worth into the equation on how we're going to get something done, when we set ourselves aside and submit to the mighty hand of God, he raises us up. And we need to realize that our job as children of God is to be submitted to the mighty hand of God, to be devoted to who God is, and allow God to have full reign in our lives. And this is not illustrated any better anywhere else in the Scripture than it is in Matthew chapter 6, verses 26 through 34. Do you want to read those?
0: Absolutely. Behold the fowls of the air, for they sow not, neither do they reap, nor gather into barns, yet your heavenly Father feedeth them. Are ye not much better than they? Which of you, by taking thought, can add one cubit unto his stature? And why take ye thought for raiment? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow, they toil not, neither do they spin, and yet I say unto you that even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. Wherefore, if God so clothe the grass of the field, which is today, and tomorrow is cast into the oven, shall he not much more clothe you, O ye of little faith? Therefore take no thought, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink? Or wherewithal shall we be closed? For after all these things do the Gentiles seek. For your heavenly Father knoweth that ye have need of all these things. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Take therefore no thought for the morrow, for the morrow shall take thought for the things of itself. Sufficient unto the day is the evil thereof. There is so much in that passage. Like so much about how the Lord provides and for his ways, multiple ways that he supplies our needs. But I love that this passage starts out with the the fowls of the air, right? With the birds and how they live, right? They don't go out and plant seeds and, you know, reap crops the way we do and then gather crops, you know, into barns or, you know, however we might do that, but they are absolutely fed, right? It's, how it's how The Bible says that our Father feeds them. But what's so important there is not, I think, that the Lord is comparing us or contrasting us with a bird. It's just saying, are ye not much better than they? Right? God completely takes care of them. And aren't we better than that? Aren't we more special to him? Like we're created in his image and likeness. So he's going to take care of us.
1: One of the things I think that that reminds me of is that, the bird does not get in the way. It doesn't insert itself (laughs) into God's plan. Right. And I'll just speak for myself. There are times I'm inserting myself into God's plan because it doesn't make sense in my mind, or I don't know, maybe I just think I need to help him out. I mean, clearly I don't think that on a conscious level, but there are times I take matters into my own hands, and that has never worked for me. And where I get kind of um, attached to this passage is I really hope that I'm smarter than a bird. You know, in that phrase, bird brain, I always think of myself <laughs> when, when I get myself ahead of God and I've inserted myself in his plan in a way he hasn't asked or needed, I always think of myself as a bird brain. Because even the sparrow, knows better than to try to figure out how to get all of its stuff it needs because it trusts the Heavenly Father to do it. And surely, surely I can be as smart as a bird.
0: I think it's really funny that you talked about your bird brain analogy or bird brain thought because verse 27 says, which of you by taking thought, right, adding thoughts, like bird brain thoughts, which of you by taking thought can add one cubit unto his stature? right how can you add one more you can't add one more thing to your life by thinking about it right by bird braining about it getting ahead of god we can't do that but
1: but the bird is smarter than that it doesn't even try that
0: i think the bird also of all animals birds are one of those creatures that lives on daily provision right birds have nests but they're not you know filling their nests with acorns like squirrels to save them up for winter that's not what they do they live on a day-to-day moment by moment provision very they, much
1: like the manna that was given the in the in the wilderness exactly
0: they're not like a bear right that eats a whole bunch in one year at time of the year and then hibernates all winter that's not we he's using that to comp, he's comparing us to a moment by moment day by day sustained by the lord creature existence mm-hmm. love that He goes on in this passage, and he talks about you know which of you take thought for raiment, right? The things that we would, what we would wear, and he compares uh, us, compares, makes a comparison to the lilies, right? Um, I was looking at some lilies that were in a bouquet of flowers uh, just this morning, and they're beautiful. They're absolutely beautiful. I mean, they are a beautiful flower, right? They're they're delicate, they're beautiful, they have colors, they have all these intricacies, they're amazing. And it says, you know, consider the lilies, how they grow. You know, they don't work for it. They don't spin their cloth, like, to make themselves beautiful. And, and the scripture says, and yet I say unto you, even Solomon, right, King Solomon, powerful, rich king, was never arrayed, was never clothed as beautiful as a lily. Because Solomon would have toiled and spun or had people toil and spin for him and would have created the cloth that his amazing robes were made out of. And the Bible says here that they weren't as beautiful as a lily that God made. Like God could make them better. God's provision in terms of clothing is better. It makes me think of so many people who feel like they're just
1: not worthy of God. Mm -hmm. And none of us are worthy of God, but because we have God in us, we become worthy. But there's so many people who just feel like they're not enough. And we are made in his image. And like you said, the lily's amazing. How much more so are we the image of God? And if he can make the lily beautiful, what do you think he's done? What do you think he sees? And I just think it's an amazing thing to realize that I do not care whether you have on a $300 pair of jeans or a 50-cent pair of jeans. You're still beautiful in the Lord's eye, and no matter what you put on you isn't going to change who you are. And he made something beautiful, and he continues to want to create in that person a life and an existence that matches his plan that he has for us to have an abundant life.
0: I love that because if we skip down to verse 31, we get to, you know, so take no thought. Don't think about, you know, worrying about what shall you eat or what shall you drink because it says that your heavenly father knoweth that you have need of all these things, right? He knows what we need and he provides for what we need. And I loved how you spoke earlier about how when we know the Lord and we align ourselves with the Lord and we're where he wants us to be, doing what he wants us to do, and following him, all those things are provided for exactly as we need them. And then it goes on to verse 33, which is a wonderful verse that I think we all talk about often. But seek ye first the kingdom of God, and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you, which goes back right, to what we talked about in the beginning when we talked about the importance, the foundational importance, right, of that relationship with Jesus. But then verse 34 in this passage, therefore, take no thought for tomorrow, for the morrow shall take thought for the things of itself. Don't worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow's already, you know, got enough in it. Sufficient unto the day is the evil thereof. There's enough to think about in one day right? The bird's not worrying about tomorrow because the bird knows, right? The bird knows that there will be provision. No matter what the weather is, the bird will be provided for by the Lord. No matter where we are, whether we're a bird brain or not, right? No matter where we are, he will provide for tomorrow.
1: Erica, thank you for spending this time talking with me on how God supplies our needs. I'm certain we will pick this up again on our next conversations through the scriptures, and I'm excited about that. But my takeaway from today is that we need to follow Jesus and fully trust him, as even the birds and the fowls of the air and all the different creatures are so dependent on him. And the difference is they get it. We're dependent on him. We just seem to not understand that. So it's our prayer at Women at the Well Ministries that you are able to find a moment to just spend some time reflecting on these scriptures and what God has spoken to your heart, and that you truly come to the realization that he is your all in all. And when he said, I am the I am, he wanted to be your I am. And so we ask that if you have any questions or, or any concerns regarding the scriptures that you would be reach out to us. And if you're contemplating giving your life to the Lord and you have further questions or need more answers, please feel free to reach out to us because it is our prayer that we are able to bring in as many people as possible into the kingdom of God, not by our works, but by the finished works on Calvary that Jesus did for all. Have a wonderfully blessed day, and remember that you are loved. Jesus loves you.
0: Thank you all for joining us today in this program of Woman at the Well Ministries. We pray that it has been a blessing to you, and we encourage you to reach out to us through our website or our Facebook page. You can find us at WATWM.org and at Facebook.com slash WATWM where you will find devotions and many additional Bible resources to enhance your personal walk with God. Woman at the Well Ministries is a nonprofit organization dedicated to serving our Heavenly Father, and it is through your loving and generous support that our ministry continues to bless others. If you would like to partner with Woman at the Well Ministries, please visit our website at watwm.org. We would like to thank the gospel group Fudge Creek for letting us play their hit song, Happy Girl greatly appreciate your prayers. Know that we pray for our listeners. Remember that God loves you and you are loved.
2: Girl yeah.